This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. No! I've, I say it every day with the people that I'm around. It's not that people are dumb, maybe ignorant, and ignorant means unaware of how things work. We've really realized this in the last six months about a lot of things. How about that? I'm not criticizing you. I've just never met anybody like that before. Everybody in my circle likes a little bit of everything or a lot of everything, but that's the whole idea of diversifying, right? Variety is the spice of life. This is the Rod Peterson Show. It is, and I knew it was going to be a fantastic Friday right from the jump. And uh, we had a little bit of a bumpy takeoff, but now we're cruising. We're cruising, baby, at about 30,000 feet as we welcome in Randy Chevrier here on this Football Friday. And welcome, if you've just tuned in on Game Plus Television, maybe you've just tuned in on the podcast or however you're listening to us, WQEE Atlanta, your southern home for sports and talk on 99.1 FM down there. we got a former Dallas Cowboy here, Jacksonville Jaguar, Bengal Jet, Stamp, Rough Rider, Eskimo. Who am I missing? Uh, That's it? That's everybody? I think that's it. All right. So on this week of the Canadian Football League Combine, Pro Days in the NFL, the NFL Draft's coming up April 27th, and that might be a good spot to say, update the poll today for Capital Auto Mall Universal Collision Center. Capital has dealerships all across the Canadian prairies. Who will go number one overall? In the NFL draft, Alabama's Bryce Young or OSU's C.J. Stroud. Last I looked, 50-50 split right down the middle. So before we jump into the CFL talk, three-time Great Cup champion here, do you have an opinion, Chevy, as a guy that's been drafted in the National Football League, as who will go number one overall? I don't have an opinion. I think um, I have an opinion about the draft system. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I, hear that. I, I sense a story. No, I just, I just think the draft oftentimes rewards the mediocre teams and maybe even the less than mediocre. And I don't mean how they perform on the field. I mean organizationally. And oftentimes, you know, you see a number one pick go to a team and he turns out to be a bust. But maybe he was never developed. And you see that repeated over time with certain organizations, right? And I mean... Look at the New York Jets. They've gone through quarterback after quarterback after quarterback. And, you know, everyone that's gone through their system has appeared to be a bust. But yet, you know, when you look at, I guess, the success Geno Smith had this year in, in Seattle, you think, well, was it Geno or was it New York? And, and I find the draft oftentimes, uh, you know, it rewards those teams yeah. that are bottom feeders and not just on the field. Because the difference in the talent level between the best team in the NFL and the worst team is very little. So where the differences manifest sometimes is in the year-to-year success Ooh. and the systems and, 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 and um, the environment. Um, and so I don't like that system because oftentimes you're putting so much pressure on a kid coming out of college, whether he was a high performer in college or not, whether he had uh, that same weight on his shoulders in college or not, whether you're going to Alabama or OSU, whatever. You get to the NFL, it's a different beast. And all of a sudden, this kid, whoever gets picked, is supposed to save a franchise from their own mediocrity. That's not fair. It's not fair pressure to put on it. And I don't know what the solution is, but, yeah. but, but I do have that opinion of the draft system. I, it's a good one. And let me just drop anchor for a second from the audience. People are picking. Chevy was asking us, because he's been on a few times, he's like, is your show growing? How's it going? From normal Illinois. Nice. That's a town. I don't even never never heard of it. It's quite a typical town, I bet. Normal <laughs> it's probably normal. <laughs> I got you. Uh, David Hastings is his name. He says, first time listener, you rock, dude. You're getting a spot on my calendar. Boom boom tis. Text anytime, he says. David in normal Illinois. Larry Sweet. Larry Sweet is his name in North Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. He writes in and he says, Rod, tell Randy, Chris Sweet's father said hello. No way! That's amazing. You know what? I know. Chris Sweet, one of my favorite people. Is he something? One of my favorite people. I didn't you know, like him at first. No, you know what? I was going to say nobody liked him, but 
that's not fair. In the locker, he's intense. He was intense when he got to Calgary. Yeah. Intense. I was playing on the defensive line. Right. And um, he was really intense, and he had that reputation as a yeller and a screamer. And you know, if you don't sit in the locker room with, uh, in the meeting room, you don't know what type of guy he is. And again, he was young and excited. And yeah. And, and then I switched to O line, and I got to be in the locker room with him, and I realized this man cares. Not only did he care about the game, he cares about his players, and he cares about doing things right. He's a champion. And Chris and I have become uh, pretty good friends. He actually helped me out. I had, uh, I had a cancer scare a few years back, a tumor in my neck. And uh, Chris ha- had gone through something like that. Yep. And uh, he was someone that I called often to talk about what I was going through, what I might be facing. I mean, there was a lot of fear associated with that. You know, you're, you know the doctor gives you this kind of prognosis slash diagnosis that's a you don't know what it's going to be and you know uncertainty fear what am i going to go through and, and he helped you he helped me a ton and and i was so happy to see him back in the cfl last year win another great cup man that's so amazing chris and uh, mr sweet listening from this is his dad larry yeah. uh, larry north North Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. That was a hard one, but I think I got it. Thanks so much. It's it's North awesome. Myrtle. Yeah, good memory, Chevy. You didn't knock. There's not too much going on up there. Call, too yeah. much damage. <laughs> there's not too much going on up there. <laughs> uh, now we're rolling. And I said to Chevy, this goes by so fast. It does. But that's a good thing. Yeah. That's a good thing. Tell me a Dallas Cowboys story, would you please? My team, America's team. Dallas Cowboys. Okay, so this is my Dallas Cowboys story. This is how I got introduced to the Dallas Cowboys and my teammates. We, I was with the Jacksonville Jaguars in preseason. It was game four preseason. We played on a Thursday night in the rain in Dallas. Um, I snapped really well in that game. The Cowboys snapper didn't snap super well. Fly home Thursday night after the game. A bunch of us got cut on Sunday uh, by, the, by the Jacksonville Jaguars. I fly home to Montreal with a huge duffel bag, do all my laundry. By the next day on Monday, I'm getting a call by my agents like, you're going to Dallas. They want to try you out and see what you got. So I was like, okay. So I fly in Monday night. Tuesday is the day off. Tuesday is always day off in the NFL calendar. I fly in Monday night, and in the morning, they say, bring your suit. I was like, okay. So I grab my suit. I go to a big Escalade. I remember, I'll never forget the Escalade because the leather smelled so good. And NFL never, leather, baby. Never been in an Escalade before. So I jump in the Escalade. Yeah. The guy drives me to the Cowboys facility. It was like monsoon force, hurricane, rain and winds. And like, well, we're not going to work you out outside. Uh, we're going we're gonna to work you out in the locker room. So the, the, the coach uh, basically taped down, like took a piece of tape, Athletic tape, put it down one spot in the locker room, marched off 15 yards in the other spot of the locker room. He called the other long snapper in. We each snapped five punt balls and five field goals. And then he told the other guy, he said, grab your playbook, go to the coach's office. You're done. Next thing you know, he says, Chev, put your suit on. So I go, okay. So I put my suit on. I get back in the Escalade. They rip me downtown and... They rushed me to the back of a hotel. Now, you know how a hotel is. It looks very nice in the front and kind of... Not so nice in the back. Not so nice in the back. So they're putting me, bringing me through this back way. Next thing you know, we're in the back kitchen. And they shove me in line between these two humongous dudes. And these guys are like, yo, who's this? And these are my teammates. And next thing you know, like about two minutes later, I'm being announced to come out out of the curtains into this huge banquet hall with all the Dallas Cowboys sponsors, season ticket holders, and they put me on a chair. And that was like my introduction to the Dallas Cowboys. Let's go. Yeah. Where is Jarrah in all of this? Jerry was around. Jerry was awesome. Jerry was really neat to me. I, uh, I got released, which was really tough. I got released halfway through the season. In fact, you mentioned Atlanta. Uh, to all your listeners in Atlanta, that was my last game with the Cowboys. We played uh, back in Atlanta against Michael Vick. Uh, it, was, it was, I mean, geez, when I look back, it's like, man, I got to play on a field with Michael Vick. But uh, that was my last game in Dallas. I got released uh, two days later on a Tuesday, the day off. And uh, it was tough. Uh, you know, we weren't winning that year. We had a lot of special teams blunders and mishaps and uh being released was tough but the cool thing is there's two cool things about jerry everyone's got a story but this is my story uh right after that game in atlanta um there was a lot going on in the background that i don't want to get to but uh he, he the media was asking him you know what's going on we had a, a field goal blocked our kicker got hurt you know they were saying maybe it's a snapper and he was like chevy is a cowboy 
He, I see him work. He's a cowboy, right? So I was like, oh, this is great. But I got cut two days later. Three weeks passed, and Jerry Jones called me personally. And he said, Chevy, he's like, you know, he's like, the ship is sinking. And he's like, I had to side with my coaches. He's like, I really like you. To me, you're a cowboy. He's like, I've cut many guys that I've brought back. He's like, just keep doing your thing, and you never know where our paths will cross. So I was like, wow, that's really nice of him. I mean, I've been cut a number of times. You listed all the teams I've been with. You know, it wasn't with a handshake and a smile that I left. It was like, here's your garbage bag with all your stuff. The bus is coming. And uh, I'd never been called. I'd never been followed up on by someone. But Jerry Jones followed up on me three weeks after I had been released. Uh, the coaches wanted to make a decision, and that was their decision. He had to stick with his coaches. I get it. The neat thing is this, um, you know, I played my two years, I went to Barcelona, as you mentioned, I played two years in Edmonton after that, won my first great cup, went back to New York with the Jets, tried my hand there, didn't stick around. When I wound up signing with Calgary, I signed in January. I drove up to Calgary in February 2005. I had just settled in, probably got here maybe for a week. And Jerry Jones called my parents, he wanted to bring me back. And I spoke to him on the phone, he's like, you know, Chevy, He's like, I finally got rid of the last coach that didn't want you around back then. He's like, I'd like to bring you back. But by that time, I had already signed here. And I'd already signed here, and I was excited to be here. And I kind of, I kind of closed the, 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 the book on the NFL career. But gosh, that was, that was just like, I spent the whole year waiting for an NFL shot. I signed with the stamps, and then I get the call. Who answered the phone, your mom or dad? Uh, I believe it was my dad. This is Jared Jones. I can just imagine. Yeah. What's your dad say about that? Oh, my dad was a very proud guy. He probably <laughs> he probably tried to chat Jerry's ear off. If, if you know where I got it, I got it from my dad. He talked more is that than right? me. Oh, yeah. But, but they relayed the message, uh, and uh, <laughs> I called him back. And, yeah, we had a nice conversation. And uh, it, it, was, it was a neat full circle moment for me because, I mean, you've spoken to thousands and thousands of athletes. You know, after they get cut, it's everyone else's fault. The story's always the same. It's like the guys in prison, oh, yeah. they're all innocent, right? <laughs> and, uh, you know, I have this story, and, and, and it's, it's pretty deep, and, you know, but, but again, I know it's exactly what happened. And, and for, to have him call me back, it was a full circle moment that even though all the shame I felt being cut midway through the season, the embarrassment, I mean, you get, like, how many people lose their job and millions of people know about it and ask you about it, right? And so that was tough, but him calling me back in 2005, although it didn't make me any richer and I wasn't back with the Cowboys, it sure as heck did stuff for, for my mental health. Mentally, and, yeah. Mentally and, and, and my conviction of, of who I was and, and, and how I did things. So it, it was neat. You know, there's very little of what I miss about the day-to-day. -day. I like this better, and we've discussed that. But what I do miss is this. I don't know who's the best long snapper in CFL history. You'd be up there. Steve Glenn, though. You're, oh, yeah. Yeah, right? So we got him in Sask, and I can't remember who our long snapper was before, but everybody was like, ooh, you got to see this guy, Steve Glenn. And he'd come from Ottawa. He'd been playing in Ottawa. Another firefighter, by the way. Is that right? Yeah. Where? In Ottawa. In Ottawa, yeah. So McCallum is our punter, and Steve Glenn says to him, how do you want it, laces in or out? And Paul was like, what do you mean? He goes, so how do you want the snap? I can put the laces either way. We'd never heard of that before. Yeah. This guy was beyond specialist. I don't know if he was ahead of his time. You can probably do that now, right? Yeah, you know what? It's funny. when I used... I'll just say this. We went to a Montreal playoff game that year, 05, and he fires one over Paul's head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I've never done that. So uh, Just I'm, pressure or whatever, but you're going to say something about No, that. I was going to say I have that experience. I remember when I signed with the Riders when, when we, we first met in, what oh, was it, 2016. 2016. And... Uh, uh, I remember I, I was working, and I flew in the night before. I think I got in at 2 a.m. I had to go to medicals that morning, and it was day four. It was walk-through practice. We didn't even have a chance to practice. And the team had already finished their walk-through. And I know Coach Jones said, hey, I want to see what you could do. Like, we just signed you. And uh, I walk onto the field, and uh, it was Josh Bartell uh, was there. He was a holder. Uh, Tyler Carpinga was there. And... Uh, it's like the whole stadium just got quiet. All the media guys, like all the day force, everyone Here's stopped. Here's this guy, this vaunted. Everyone stopped. I remember, and, and all the scouts were there. All the, yeah. Jones had a lot of coaches there that and year. I was, I was there. Yeah. And everyone, I could just feel everyone looking to see if this guy still got it. I remember that first snap was a foop. And the laces were out. Josh puts it down, and everyone's like, okay, we got He's it. He's got it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Do you, what's the secret to that? You know what? Gosh. It's all in my head now. 
the muscle memory is there. I went to New York Jets in, in, uh, in 2004. We had a, an all-star kicker and a long snapper that had been there for like 10 years. And I thought, Rod, that at some point in my career, I'd be able to long snap, come back, sit down, drink Gatorade until I was called again. But I wasn't there. I was nervous as heck every time I snapped the ball. I mean, I was a defensive tackle. That's what I wanted to be coming out of college. Long snapping was a thing I did. And I thought that if I was going to do that as a career, I'd get to a point where I was okay with my job. But I was a bag of nerves. I'd snap a million balls the week before. I'd snap in the game. Like, I just couldn't control those nerves. So I'd go to New York, and we had a special teams coach. Um, uh, what was his name? Mike Westoff. He was the assistant head coach, and at any point in the practice, he could call for a field goal or a punt, and everyone just had to rush on and be ready. And, and, and because of that, I watched the long snapper and the kicker were bags of nerves, like just pacing up and down, like they could just not control themselves. And I was like, wow, here are guys that have the job. I was just there to be an insurance policy in case one of the long snapper got hurt. And I watched these guys pace and nerves, and I was like, man, you never lose that feeling. You never lose that feeling. And, and, and I could snap a million perfect balls the week before a practice, and that three to ten seconds before I have to go on, I'll be nervous as hell. Of course. And from that moment on, I never warmed up. I never practiced. I, don't, I, don't, I could go snap in a game right now, and I haven't practiced in a year. Because it's muscle memory, and I as long as I'm it. physically fit to mechanically execute that yeah. skill, it's all up here. And from that moment on, I learned that it doesn't matter. And I, like, my whole head case dropped right after that. And I knew I could snap for 100 years after that. And, that's, and you that's, did. <laughs> and that's why I was able to do it. Chevy, on that, we got to let you go. But uh, a quick plug in 10 seconds or less for your show where people can listen to it. So people can find us at Chevy and Nasty on Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook. We've got a YouTube page. And pretty soon we're going to be on all the Spotify and all that. But just, yeah, Good look work. for that. All right, man. Thanks for coming down. Thanks for having Stay me. Stay close. Thanks to all listeners. Three-time Great Cup champion Randy Chevrier. We're going to the CFL Combine next with Justin Dunk. We're live on Game Plus Television, YouTube, and WQEE, the key. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You got to subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. PlayNow.com is Saskatchewan's only legal gambling site. PlayNow.com. A site with hundreds of slot games, your favorite live table games, and the PlayNow Sportsbook. PlayNow Sportsbook. Head over to PlayNow.com and enter promo code RPSHOW to redeem your special offer. That's promo code RPSHOW for your special offer. PlayNow.com. Must be 19 plus. Use your game sense. All right, welcome back. Gravel Resort and Casino, the place to be. And don't miss comedian, actress, producer, and podcaster Whitney Cummings live at the Grey Eagle Event Center Tuesday, April 25th. Tickets on sale at Ticketmaster.ca. Whitney Cummings coming here. All right, you don't want to miss Justin Dunk. He is the man when it comes to CFL coverage, and he joins us today covering the CFL Combine for 3downnation.com. JD, welcome to the program today. It's what? Day two officially of the Combine. Uh, what, what's the report so far from your perspective? I suppose officially I've been here well before it got started. Three Down Nation is set up. I'm coming to you live from the Three Down Nation headquarters in downtown Edmonton. There's been a lot of buzz around the CFL Combine. Of course, the major news coming out, Roddy, was Keenan Schaefer-Baker undergoing hip surgery. It was a labral tear, according to Jeremy O'Day. That's what he told me in an exclusive story. So he's going to miss the first part of the season, but his rehab process will determine how many actual games that is. And 
Aside from that, I was able to sit down one-on-one -on -one with Edmonton Elks President Victor Quee and let me tell you what an unbelievable individual that we have running the Green and Gold organization. That will be coming out on 3downnation.com very soon in video, podcast, and written form. And also I spoke to the Commissioner, Randy Ambrosi, about their renewed efforts, let's call them, to get a team in Atlantic Canada and all kinds of content on 3downnation.com. I got to tell you what. If anybody didn't have the energy today, Randy Chevrier, it's just exuding off him. He just left. And now you, <laughs> you're bumping uh, with the CFL combine. So let's just back up the truck for a second. Kean Schaefer-Baker, good friend of yours, Guelph Griffin. Uh, he went on the NFL tour of workouts this offseason, did not get signed. But he is a player now, right? And I would think a very big part of what the Rough Riders had planned to do to kick off this 2023 season at the wide L position. How big of a blow is this that KSB, as he's affectionately known at Canada's football shrine, won't be starting the season? It's definitely a blow to the Riders offense to start the season. But as the saying goes, and I don't necessarily agree with it. The season doesn't get going until Labor Day. And ideally, if the Riders have Kean Schaefer-Baker healthy for the stretch run or most of the regular season, that's what they're looking at here. He was dealing with this hip injury for a couple of years. And last year, Roddy, it got bad enough to the point where he was struggling to get through practice at the end of the season. And we're talking about a season in which KSB almost had 1,000 receiving yards. So... He was the second most productive Canadian in the CFL next to Curly Gittins Jr., who was a CFL All-Star. And I believe Keen Schaefer-Baker has that CFL All-Star type of upside if he can come back healthy. And I think that's what the riders are looking at here. He's in Regina. He had the surgery there. He's doing his rehab with the Rough Riders personnel people, and he's in the building. So I think that should help his process. And I think what everyone who was putting their input into making this decision was thinking is that it would be healthy. It would be better, excuse me, for a healthy Kean Schaefer Baker than for him to continue playing on this labral tear, which was really painful for him, especially at the end of last season. I'll tell you what, I don't think it's as catastrophic as some people are making it out to be in that he's not the first star player to miss the start of a season. I think he's all that. But if he's back, mm -hmm. I'm with all of you with that. That's the most important thing. His health is the number one thing. Um, I don't know where to go from here, man. You dropped a lot of things. You came out guns a-blazing. Um, <laughs> everybody likes to talk about the Atlantic schooner situation. I mean, my guy Gary Drummond has said he's out. He was the guy leading, uh, leading schooner sports and entertainment. So if it's not him, who's going to own this franchise in Halifax? That's the key question now for Randy Ambrosi and the CFL. And Ambrosi said for his part that talks are on hold with Schooner Sports and Entertainment, and they're looking for a local ownership group. So they want to put together a package here with their new investment bank partner. I think that was really critical for them to help sell the Alouettes quickly. And I think this investment banking partner can help at least potentially get people intrigued in owning a franchise out in Atlantic Canada. So Ambrosi realizes that there are two major parts of this process now. They have to get an ownership group together and they have to keep the momentum going on the stadium. It sounds like there have been some positive talks with Mayor Mike Savage there in terms of a temporary permanent stadium. And from what I'm told, there were meetings out there recently with CFL people out there talking to people at St. Mary's University for that to potentially come to fruition. So there's certainly positive momentum on that front, but now we've got to get an ownership group together. And, you know, I'm not going to say that the CFL could potentially pull another rabbit out of the hat like they did with Pierre Carl Pelado, but you look at the CFL landscape in terms of ownership right now, Roddy, and you could make an argument that it's at the strongest place that it's ever been league-wide. Yes, some of the teams are community-owned, but they're doing fairly well, especially coming out of the pandemic. You got the big boys like MLSE or, you know, who own the Calgary Stampeders, CSEC as well. So you look at those groups plus the individual owners. Pierre-Carl Pelado is a Canadian billionaire. Amar Doman is probably close to being a billionaire. Bob Young has done very well for himself in the hundreds of millions of dollar range. So the league overall is in a great place for ownership. So that makes it appealing 
or potential parties to want to join it from the Atlantic perspective? I'm going to get into a football-wise question here with the Combine in a second, but I'm with you on all that, and the CFL would be very happy with you pumping their tires on that vein. But the fact is they got to sell tickets and they got to get ratings. The profile of the league is struggling. That is a fact. And the CFL is getting hammered on for not streaming the combine. And I don't know the answers to why they're not. They habitually have. I was hoping to find that out on Saturday when I go up to Commonwealth. But do you know the answer why CFL fans can't watch the combine if they'd like to streaming? Yeah, I'll give you the reasoning. First of all, it's a longer format of a combine, right? It used to be essentially testing on a couple of days and they come and do their medicals and interviews and then there was one day of actual on-field activity but this year they're looking at it more like the approach of a senior bowl for the uninitiated out there which is the major ncaa senior all-star game that goes on in the states to get the draft process started in the nfl so there's actually going to be practices going on there's installation cfl coaches are going to literally get these hands on these prospects and put in some basic stuff so they can see them in one-on-one situations or real football situations they're going to do a bunch of practicing and they're actually going to have a full team practice so best on best on Sunday, Roddy, you'll be able to see it when you get here to Edmonton. So that's part of the reason why the CFL decided not to live stream it is because there's a lot of resources that go into it too, right? When we talk about live streaming, especially the quality that the CFL has done in the past, it's essentially like a TV broadcast. You have to have all of the graphics ready. You've got to be ready with all of your keys for all of the players, and you got to be able to talk for that long. And there are some dead periods in, for example, during the testing on Thursday, there was about an hour and a half lag time in the morning. That didn't really have to do with anything in particular. It's just the way that everything went. So I think the CFL wanted to see what it was going to look like in terms of this new longer event and then potentially look at in the future if they're going to live stream it. I know it disappointed a lot of people, but when you actually reason it out, it makes sense. And hey, if you want all the good, you know where to come. FreeDownNation.com. Uh, well, I know that. I guess it doesn't hurt to remind <laughs> our viewers and listeners of that. Um, pause on that. John in Winnipeg. John Ohm, big CFL fan. He says, is the Atlantic CFL talk a diversion by Ambrosi, the commissioner of the real woes of the league? Is there any chance that that's a fact? I thought it was for a little bit, you know, and I had some people around the league point to that as being a possibility. But I think what Ambrosi is saying is real. Now, I've questioned his realness in the past, but I think in this instance, he said to me multiple times, it's time to stop talking about it and to actually do it. So I think he is about that action. And Ambrosi necessarily won't come out and say, but I think he realizes that this is a major part of his potential legacy as a commissioner in the CFL, if he is the one to get a franchise out there on the East Coast, regardless of what happens, just even to get it up and running, I think he will be revered as a commissioner for that fact. We know that he has had some blunders in the past, but he also navigated the league through a difficult time during the COVID pandemic. So I think we need to balance it out with the positives and potentially the criticism with Randy Ambrosi. But that's why I think he is about that action and really wants to push to get a franchise on the East Coast. I like him and I get stomped on by my guys for that. <laughs> but he's a commissioner. Not everybody's going to like him. He's been good to me. Um, I think the XFL talk was a big diversion, however. Huh? Shame on me for falling for that one. But where are you on week six of the XFL, Justin? Where are you? Are you following it? I haven't followed it very much. I mean, keeping my ear to the ground in the CFL, as you know, Roddy, what I did notice was the ratings go down when NCAA March Madness started. And I think that was always the major question with the XFL. Could it have staying power? Now, we'll see how the rest of the season plays out, but it seems to me that they're still going to have to prove that. And you talk to guys around the CFL Combine, head coaches and GM types and scouts and personnel men and executives, and they'll say that the XFL and the USFL 
could actually be a benefit to the league from the standpoint of pushing it to be competitive in many aspects, but they ultimately have to prove that they can stay around. And that question has yet to be answered. And if anything, it's been answered before because the XFL has been dead twice already. Same as the USFL. Uh, the poll question today for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center is who goes number one overall in the NFL draft, C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young? You're the Carolina Panthers. Who are you taking? Oh, my goodness. You know what? I understand all the hype around those guys. And if I had to pick one over the other, it's probably C.J. Stroud. But I'm really intrigued by Anthony Richardson, the quarterback at the University of Florida. This guy's measurables at the Combine were Cam Newton-like. Now, I'm not saying he can be Cam Newton and be an MVP in the NFL, but you look at his trades, and if he can get a little bit of time to develop, like let's say he went to the Seattle Seahawks, for example, and of course that's not directly related to your poll question, but he would have some time to learn behind Geno Smith, and all those tools got to make scouts drool, man. So if I have the number one pick, I'm leaning towards C.J. Stroud for the way he was able to dice up that Georgia defense and put Ohio State on his back. But we're really just picking between two elite quarterbacks. So I think of a chance to be good in the NFL. That's funny. Nick Saban says that Bryce Young's the best player in the draft. And we're like, oh, well, of course. What is he supposed to say? But speaking of all that, in 60 seconds or less, I'm sure you're right down there at the bench press. Has there been a moment at the combines with that those testing that they did on Thursday where everybody was like, whoa, like some huge bench press reps or broad jump or something? Was there anybody that you had that moment? There was nothing wild like that this year. I mean, Gabriel Apiakubi out of York University ran in the 4-4 is the only prospect of the combine to do so. But I'll tell you, one guy close to home for probably a bunch of you viewers and listeners that stood out to me is Jackson Ford, the University of Regina Rams defensive back, the grandson of former Rough Riders general manager Al Ford. He has put down some very solid testing numbers and when you turn on the tape with this guy and i've called a bunch of his games live on the canada west football showcase with your and my colleague darren dupont ford flies around he was truly the quarterback of that secondary and arguably the defense there but they did have Ryder varga who's very dynamic so ford has stood out to me i think he's going to rise as this process goes along lay down those great testing numbers as i said I have no doubt that he will impress teams during the interview process and throughout the weekend on the field at the CFL Combine. He was raised in the game. He's a good one. JD, I'll see you tomorrow, man. Thanks for the time. Sounds good, buddy. All right, the great Justin Dunk. That is your number one source for all Canadian Football League coverage right there, 3downnation.com. We're going to keep the train rolling. Edmonton Elks defensive backs coach Brandon Isaac joins us next from the aforementioned CFL Combine. We are live on this football Friday on the Game Plus television network, YouTube, iHeartRadio, and your southern home of sports and talk, WQEE, the key. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. We're coming at you live from Great Eagle Resort and Casino. Big CFL Fandle right in your gateway to the foothills. Well, it is a football Friday. That's what we call it here on Game Plus Television. And you listeners on WQEE Atlanta, perk up. We got a product of Blackville, South Carolina, played at South Carolina. Brandon Isaac joining us from the Edmonton Elks, live from the CFL Combine. There he is, B.I., Brandon, What's going where on, was it that I, hey, good to see you. Where did I just see you? We ran into each other. Was it way back last season? Was it, a, where was that? Yeah. You remember? Yeah, it was last season. It was last season. Okay, it was, must have been at the Westin here in downtown Calgary. Then that's what it was. Can you give me, B.I., your assessment of how this CFL combine has gone down the past couple of days in you guys, uh, in your house? It's been, it's been really intriguing. Um, a lot of moving parts, uh, a lot of uh, meeting and trying to establish uh, the, the direction that we're going in as far as selecting people and trying to meet with individuals that we like. 
um, for myself. I've been meeting with coaches because I am the DB coach this week. So it's been uh, a lot of work, but at the same time, it's been fun. It's because uh, football's been gone since like forever, but now we're back into the nuance, trying to figure out the best solutions moving forward for our organization. Well, it it should be fun. I'm glad to hear you say that. Now, for those that don't know, these are Canadians and global players that are participating in this uh, combine. You've been around this league for a long time, BI. How would you say the level of competition, the level of play, and level of athletes are in this particular combine? Well, I've been really looking at the DBs because I've been working with them and I'm a DB coach. So I like the group. The group has some really uh, nice uh, individuals with some really good skill sets that can come into the CFL and contribute. Um, as far as the other parts, um, I haven't really seen much because all we did really well so far was for uh, 40s bench press and things of that nature but guys put up pretty decent numbers so we're we're like i said intrigued to see um how they move in, in drills and compete against one another uh this afternoon i talked to some stampeders coaches that are very excited about the changes to the combine this year in terms of i guess you guys are going 12 on 12 in pads uh can you talk about that it's going to ramp up this weekend how much you're looking forward to that I'm looking forward to that aspect because this morning we met with the DBEs and uh, with the groups, the uh, position of groups, and and gave them information and we walked through it um, after we met. So it's intriguing to see how they take the information from the classroom and apply it on the field. That kind of gives you a great uh, indicator of like what type of football player you have um, because numbers are great, the measurements are awesome, but at the same time, do they relate to how the to the skill sets in which we're looking for to help our organization win football games. Hey, and when you say that, and trust me, I get it, and your boss, Chris Jones, is really big on this. If you can't absorb a playbook and pick up what we're asking you to do, you're cut. You're not even coming to training camp. Do these players realize that, or are they just figuring it out here at the Combine for the first time, that it's not all about physical attributes? Well, I, I don't think I can speak for the whole group, but I can say majority of them seem in tune to understanding it's an interview. When I talk to them, I, I try to uh, speak on that as much as possible to let them know this is not a, a trip or a vacation where you're having fun because everything is being evaluated. You got people at the hotel walking around noticing when you're in and out, going in the streets. You got people noticing when you come in and make uh, the, the, the meetings late. So I just try to push them. I just want to make sure that they get their best shot and allow themselves not to be uh, judged in a way that's going to harm their draft start. Oh, good for you, man. I'm, uh, you are in such a right role. And for our viewers, by the way, and listeners, talking with Brandon Isaac from Blackfield, South Carolina, played pro with the Spokane Shock, Manchester Wolves, Milwaukee Iron, and then came to the Canadian Football League in 2010. Uh, Calgary Stampeders for two seasons, the Argos for two in Toronto, where he won a Grey Cup. Hamilton Tiger Cats in 2013, Saskatchewan Rough Riders in 2014. That's where we met, and then back with the Argos for two seasons, and then you started your coaching career, and that's where we really got to know each other with Sask. And I just want to say, B.I., it's been fun following your ride up, because you literally started at the bottom, and you're climbing. Uh, how does that feel, man? It's no different, really, than the players. Uh, you got if you if you really like love your job, you understand it's a process. Uh, of course, I would want to always get the head coaching job and say, "Hey, I made it." But I understand that that's how you kind of weed yourself out. Like people weed themselves out. I, I just want a foot in the door. Uh, I was given a foot in the door as a quality control guy, and I continued to bust my tail for Chris. And an opportunity came, and he appreciated what I have done for him and gave me an opportunity to come back. I was a high school coach in high school football, and he reached out and we talked. And now I, I'm back in the CFL where I'm I'm familiar. Like I, I play here, um, I made a lot of my friends, good buddies, um, and I and I cherish this opportunity to be here. So it's been it's been a, a great ride, and I'm looking forward to the future and the things that it's going to bring as well. Oh yeah, and I hopefully a lot more winning in Edmonton. But you would have gotten to know Jones. Uh, you played for him in Calgary, and then the Argos. And I think people need to realize that. 
that, you know, Jones obviously saw something in you that thought that you would be a tremendous coach one day, and now you're part of this staff trying to turn things around at Edmonton, and you are getting better. My next question to you would be, and maybe last question, how much better are you going to be, B.I.? Like, there's a lot of pressure in that market on that football team. None more than what you guys are going to put on yourselves. But what's the outlook for 2023 for the Edmonton Elks? I, I really believe the sky's the limit. And on paper, we're a really, really good football team. Uh, but we have to go out and be able to display that. And that just continue to uh, take one day at a time, get better. Chris has done a phenomenal phenomenal job of landing the groundwork, leading us and showing us the direction that we're going in and we're following. And we're doing our part. We're working hard and we're building the culture that we want. we got some really good football players coming in and we're excited to get our hands on them and make sure that, when the season starts, it's fun. And when people talk about us, it's with a lot of respect and admiration of what we are accomplishing and doing. So we're very excited. We know it's work, but at the same time, this is what you signed up for. If it was easy, everybody would be doing it. Yeah, and I also know, because I saw you guys from the inside last year, you won't stand for losing. Like Ed Ganey, I know well. He's a winner now. He's a champ, and uh, it didn't sit well last year. I think people need to know that. Uh, you guys are coming back with a fire in your belly. Absolutely, absolutely. That that was that was horrible in the way we the season was. There's no there's no other ways around. But within the mess, there was some jewels. We found some really good football players. Um, we, we're finding our identity and which way we want to go. Um, and we are busting our tails right now to make sure that we find the pieces in this in this draft to point us in a direction of success. And so, like I said earlier, we look forward to the opportunity. Um, we're going to give it our best shot. And uh, hopefully that's us, you know, playing in the playoffs and uh, everybody's saying what a great job we have done as a staff and as an organization to be a winning football team. I know you are and I see it and it's a heck of a lot of fun to watch from where I'm watching from. And I, for those fans in Edmonton, you're going to want to be on board to see this turnaround because it's happening. B.I., always good. Uh, tell Jones, please. I said, uh, said hey and I'll see you guys up there tomorrow. All right, my man. You enjoy. All right, Brandon Isaac, the great B.I. Edmonton Elks defensive back coach. We'll be right back with overtime, and because it is a football Friday, uh, we'll take your questions and comments. If it is a football-related theme, they'll get priority. We'll be right back to Gray Eagle Resort and Casino after this timeout on the Game Plus Television Network, YouTube, iHeartRadio, your favorite podcast platform, and WQEE, the key. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Playnow.com is Saskatchewan's only legal gambling site. Playnow.com. A site with hundreds of slot games, your favorite live table games, and the Play Now Sportsbook. Play Now Sportsbook. Head over to playnow.com and enter promo code RPSHOW to redeem your special offer. That's promo code RPSHOW for your special offer. Playnow.com. Must be 19 plus. Use your game sense. You got something to say? You want to add to the show? What are you waiting for? Don't just sit there. Say something. Now, back to the studio with Rod. The studio, as always, is the Gray Eagle Resort and Casino, Calgary's entertainment destination. And uh, let's see what we got. Let's see what we got. We talked about Whitney Cummings, April 25th. You can get your tickets now at Ticketmaster.ca. And uh, if, you love the, if you love the timeless music of the Eagles, then you can't afford to miss Hotel California, the original Eagles tribute, Thursday, April 27th. Tickets on sale at Ticketmaster.ca. And quite frankly, I'm really looking forward to singing along with all our favorite hits from REO Speedwagon, Thursday, May 4th. Right here at Gray Eagle Event Center. And those tickets are on sale now at Ticketmaster.ca. This show, hey, today, it started out a little bumpy. We had the people show up live to watch our guests. And uh, when they showed up, 
our guest that is, we finally got the speakers rolling, and everybody had a real good time. As a matter of fact, where Sean K is watching on Game Plus Television in Vancouver, and he writes in on the 902 line, he says, absolutely great show and guests today, Rod. Have a great weekend, everyone. That is from Sean in Vancouver. And that's the thing on these football Fridays. In the offseason, they're special. Because you kind of get the guys out of their grind environment and uh, a little more real. And you learned a little bit about Brandon Isaac right there. Very, very sharp guy. And Randy Chevrier and his Dallas Cowboys stories today. Are you kidding me? How great were those? There she is. Howdy. No Theo today. This is the nice gal that changed her schedule to uh, see Theo Fleury. So, yeah, it's turning out into a real nice thing here at Great Eagle Resort and Casino. It's not only a live show in front of a live audience, but we're also in national television, local radio, and uh, it's good. He's good. A sports update on this Friday. The Toronto Raptors play host to the Detroit Pistons tonight in NBA play. Raps coming off a 118-114 loss to Indiana on Wednesday snapping their seven-game home win streak. The Raptors hold the ninth spot in the Eastern Conference, good enough for the play-in tournament with nine games left in the regular season. For our audience in Atlanta, the Hawks are off tonight. It's a quiet night in the National Hockey League, only three games on the docket. No Canadian teams in action. The New Jersey Devils heading to Buffalo. The Islanders pay a visit to the Columbus Blue Jackets and the Arizona Coyotes take on the Avalanche in Colorado. The sports update is for Landmark Cinemas in theaters beginning tonight. John Wick, Chapter 4, starring Keanu Reeves. John Wick takes on his most lethal adversaries yet in the upcoming fourth installment of the series. With the price on his head ever increasing, Wick takes his fight against the high table global as he seeks out the most powerful players in the underworld. From New York to Paris to Osaka to Berlin. Debuting tonight, John Wick, Chapter 4 at a landmark cinema near you. I'll delve into what our viewers have to say uh, in the... YouTube chat here in a second. You got a couple minutes to hit me up here at 902-518-3033 before I turn this off for the weekend. Ryan in Toronto says, great show today, Rod and crew. Football Fridays are always fun. John Ohm in Winnipeg. Ohm says, Regina Pats tonight versus the Saskatoon Blades. Stephen in North Dakota says, football Friday was a snap. For the great guests, let's just talk about what's going on tonight. Ironically, I'm doing nothing tonight. Absolutely nothing, because Saturday's going to be insane. i got to get my rest. I'm old. We mentioned the NHL games. Major League Baseball, night games tonight in spring training. Blue Jays against the Phillies. Uh, Braves against the Red Sox. Sweet 16 basketball tonight, if you're into that. FAU, that's got to be my team. They play just down the street from my place in South Florida. They're off tonight, but they've moved into the Elite Eight, and they're playing this weekend. Uh, San Diego State tonight against Alabama, who went into this whole thing ranked number one. Miami versus Houston. Princeton versus Creighton. Xavier versus Texas. That's if you're into March Madness. The crew mentioning... The uh, dub tonight, Winnipeg Ice and Brandon. The Moose Jaw Warriors are at Prince Albert. Pats and Blades tonight in Saskatoon. Are they going to get close to 15,000 again? Or was the Bedard phenomena last Sunday just that, a phenomena, one-time thing? We'll see tonight. Red Deer at Lethbridge, Prince George at Kamloops, Seattle at Portland, Victoria at Everett, Spokane at Tri-City, Kelowna at Vancouver. National Lacrosse League just one game tonight. San Diego at Panther City, but I know Sask is home. Was it Saturday night, right? Calgary's there. I think it's Calgary. I was reading the game notes for the league. It's week 16, or is it 17? There's a lot to keep up with here in sports right now. XFL week six. Seattle at Orlando on Saturday. St. Louis at Vegas Saturday. Sunday, San Antonio at Arlington and Houston at D.C. I mentioned, okay, from Rhino Radio in Atlanta, another great show, RP and crew. Enjoy your weekend. Thank you, Ryan. 
We are Atlanta's NHL show. There just wasn't a lot of NHL today other than the opening segment, the warm-up, where we covered where things are going wrong for the Calgary Flames. And that was a very difficult one last night to lose in regulation to the Vegas Golden Knights here. 3-2, two goals called back, and then have the Winnipeg Jets win at Anaheim. That might have sealed it for the Calgary Flames. But I'll say this about Daryl Sutter, whether he gets fired or not, and I've heard every rumor possible that he's going to be gone or that he might be bumped up to the general manager's chair. Brad Treloving's gone, or they're all gone. I'm hearing everything. But I'll say this about the Sutter way, because everybody says, well, you're such a good friend with the Sutters. I'm not. When this world figuratively burns to the ground, it'll be the old school Sutter values that will stand true. You wait and see. Write it down. Old school is the way to go. That's what we're going to get back to. It's just taken far longer than I'd like. Uh, I got, I'll throw in the SJ tonight. Esteban at Flynn Flon. The series is tied 2-2. Nip one at Humboldt. The Broncos lead 3-1 and can close it out tonight at the EPA. Wayburn at Battlefords. The Stars up three games to one. And LaRange at Melfort. That series is tied up 2-2. Very busy day. Thanks to Randy Chevrier, Justin Dunk, Brandon Isaac, our entire crew at IKS. Good work, boys and girls. Have a great weekend. Be safe. We'll see you Monday at noon Eastern right here on Game Plus and WQEE. Who has more fun than us? <laughs> this is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.